0: I'm Kim Jacobs, host of The Kim Jacobs Show, where we're bringing balance to the world one household at a time. Listen, we go live every weekday, Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I bring guests on that talk about their backstories, things that they've had to overcome to become who they are today. Many of them are balancing and juggling life, and they've become experts in different fields. So they're sharing tips with you to make your life just a little bit easier. Many times as a guest in the studio audience, you'll get a chance to walk away with a missing piece of the puzzle that might be missing in your life. Let's go on this journey together, and I look forward to seeing you Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on The Kim Jacobs Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Kim Jacobs Show. I am so excited to have Antonio Myers here with me today. How are you, Antonio?
1: I am rejuvenated in my soul. I I feel refreshed and I'm excited.
0: I am so glad to have you here as my special guest today. Listen, everybody, Antonio Myers is going to be bringing balance to the world right here on the Kim (laughs) Jacobs show with talking about autism as my super blessing. Autism as my super blessing. And so this young man lives with autism and he has taken a whole different approach When it comes to how he will embrace it and how he will bless others through it. So I'm super excited to have you here with us today.
1: Very and and I'm super excited to learn, grow, and evolve with you all. And I like the real, relevant, relatable. Three of my favorite vocabulary words. So I fit
0: right in. Well, that's
1: awesome. Awesome. Listen, everybody, make sure you tag your friends and share the broadcast
0: and let people know to tune into this episode of The Kim Jacobs Show. When we come back from this commercial break, I'm going to formally introduce you, Antonio, and we're going to go ahead and deep dive right into our questions. Okay. So I look forward to our discussion. I can't wait, actually. I'm I'm excited about (laughs) everything that you're going to be sharing. So we'll be right back, everybody right after this commercial break. I'm
2: attorney Charles Everidge. I started out representing insurance companies until my father was seriously injured at work. Four of his fingers were amputated. Our family went through a lot. So I know what you're going through as an injured worker. If you've been hurt on the job, call me now. I'll fight to get the workers comp benefits you may deserve. I'll fight for you like family. Put my experience to work for you. Call 704-457-5000, the first call for injured workers.
0: All right, everyone, we're back and we're talking with Antonio Myers. Now, Antonio is a podcast host. He's also an author, a neurodiversity advocate, disability rights advocate, and a human rights proponent. So those are some good words to sum up who our guest is today. Welcome, Antonio, to the Kim Jacobs Show.
1: I'm honored to be a privileged guest of yours.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm honored to have you. Very honored. So listen, you live with autism. I would love for you to be able to tell people what is autism because people want to know when we're talking about something, what is it that that autism actually is from your words?
1: Well, society, society mischaracterizes it as deficits in social skills, arithmetic, your writing performance, and how you uh, present yourself to the public. For example, they'll look at a person like myself and think, oh, he must be having peoples that don't center themselves together, you know. Interesting, okay. And the drooling, and the incoherent verbiage, and That's not true for all people on the spectrum. There are those of us that can, to no offense to those who meet those uh, criteria. Right. Right. We're all diverse. Like, I can hold a conversation with you and look you in the eye and make you laugh and also be thought-provoking in a positive way. Excellent. And you know what?
0: I think I just actually think your wording should be the the definition which we're going to end up talking about which is neurodiversity and and what that looks like from your own perspective but according to the cdc autism spectrum disorder is a developmental is a developmental disability caused by differences in the brain and Mm -hmm. the thing is when we even look at that definition of differences in the brain we all have differences in our brain because some things that people do and certain behaviors that we decide to act upon or to implement. It's like something's got to be slightly different in each of our brains for us to think so differently and act so differently and even mm-hmm. sometimes the same scenario, right?
1: Right. Because so- we're all different and society wants to confine our uniqueness by saying, no, we, we ought to be monolithic. No, life would be a Severe boredom,
0: if that were the case. Right. That's. I agree. <laughs> I agree, and I know I have. Uh, I have friends that have children that have autism that live with autism, and they are an advocate for their children and speaking out as well to encourage other people on how to treat and and coexist. With yes. their children. so I love, I love that. So this this particular link, I'm going to put in the comment section for you all to officially be able to see what I'm seeing, the signs, the symptoms, different things of that nature. But you can research that at a later time yourself. But today, I want to talk with you, Antonio, about your personal journey with living with autism. Take us back and let us know maybe when when did your mom or dad, identified that you did actually have autism?
1: Well, I was born September 16th, 1993 in Howard University Hospital at exactly 3.50 p.m. I was a nine-pound, one-ounce baby. I was a huge infant. And Your mama <laughs> like, wait a
0: minute, get this baby out of me. Get this baby out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so... In 1995, when I was two years of age, uh, as a toddler, my mom started the feeling that she needed to have me uh, psychologically examined because she was concerned about my developmental statuses. Hmm. And so I was quickly diagnosed with pervasive developmental disorder that is dictionary words for he's not meeting the milestones of talking early and he lacks comfort with strangers well i didn't talk to strangers because my parents said not to yeah so it's like actually
0: (laughs) i tell my children when they were younger that's a stranger so then whenever then whenever, like my daughter, for example, she was in the hospital one time and she was like, I, I know nobody's leaving me here because these are all strangers. Technically, <laughs> Just because they have a uniform on, does that mean that I actually know them? No, it does not. Right. they
1: strangers, right? Exactly. So, and yeah. the thing with me was these were DC public schools experts. I have to put it in quotation because... A lot of times experts are so into their, you know, expertise, so to speak, that they forget or choose not to acknowledge that they may be capable of error <laughs> like we right. are. Right. Well, people
0: are practicing. All of us are practicing our professions. And so many times you'll hear physicians say we're practicing medicine because they're, they're practicing that craft that they've been blessed to Provide on this earth. So, uh, go ahead.
1: This and, and so, at the age of three, a year later, 1996, I said my very first complete sentence, and I'm going to say it slowly because it's that monumental. Stop bullying my friend. Oh. So my words were of. Advocacy and about others. I saw it happen when I was in St. John's Community School at the time. And I saw my classmate get picked on, and I just blurted it out. I was so filled with righteous indignation. That's when they started thinking, I think we were wrong. Let's diagnose him with high functioning autism. Because a year mm. after that, in 1997, I've been speaking like a professor ever since.
0: <laughs> wow! So that so so you were misdiagnosed early on. You yes. started speaking really at at the age of three. Yes. And that the your first words that you can remember were were stop bullying my friend. Yes, my first words. And I just typed that. So Mackenzie, if you could type some of the stuff that he's saying, it's his points. That'd be great. And so I'm popping that up because that's that's profound that your first words that you shared audibly to the public was stop bullying my friend. And So you immediately, you immediately took on the approach of defending and standing for someone else's rights and making sure that they were going to be OK, you were were motivated by that enough to finally say, OK, y'all want to hear me speak. Here it is. I'm, I'm put putting it out in the atmosphere. I want everybody to leave yeah. everybody alone. <laughs> 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 I want everybody to leave everybody alone. Spot Which really been, it sends you in a whole different direction when it came to middle school, high school and even college. And you were very high performing. Tell us about those years.
1: Well, I want to start with the lawsuit. Yes, my mom and the kind experts who actually believed in a child and devalue a child like the other experts did. They said, You're trying not to pay for his need for private education, special education. Hmm. This is DC Public Schools. And what my, what they, and they said, DC said, Well, we have the, Uh, appropriate public education clause in the Americans with Disabilities Act, commonly known as the ADA. So we're exempt from paying this high price, expensive private education, special education in these private schools. And so what happened was they lost the lawsuit. Mm. And we won the lawsuit. And I had to pay my private special education in private schools till I graduated from high school. Wow.
0: Wow. Well I was not expecting that uh that I didn't know this obviously. So that is unbelievable. So your your family you won a lawsuit. It was able to cover your private special education as a result of what was happening that then allowed you to be able to go to private school.
1: Yes. In Montgomery County, Maryland, private schools. Oh wow. Okay, and
0: so what was that like being in the private school and having autism high performing according to what you what you're saying now? High performing kind of autism. How was that scenario for you in school?
1: Well, I I I was selling root beer floats. <laughs> which I still enjoy to this day. Okay. And I was in the sixth grade and I was the middle school cashier and the, me, and the best way we made money in school was through selling root beer floats. And I won the cursive crown in sixth grade as an 11 year old again. It's an elegant award for he can read and write in cursive. I'm literate in cursive writing. So John Hancock, that applies to me perfectly that you need to teach that to students that do
0: not have autism at all because I, I can only i can't speak for anybody else's children and these are just kim's views okay but i personally have a situation where like my kids some of my kids were not taught cursive writing wow. in school I'm like well what how can you not be taught cursive writing that is which, important, right? Which, but it's not its not something that is necessarily always taught in certain school systems. And there's no slight to any of their teachers because my the, my children's teachers were wonderful teachers. It's just that that wasn't a part of the curriculum for some of them, you know? And others do know, but the ones that don't, I'm like, how are you going to sign a check? How are you going to sign this? We a got contract, you know <laughs> a
1: deal, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, okay, so you have a very proficient... Cursive handwriting. Yes. You're very proficient at that. Okay. Wow. I see all of your comments coming in. And hey, make sure you all share the broadcast. Tag your friends. Tag people you don't even know. Just go ahead and invite them <laughs> to the discussion. We're talking with Antonio Myers today about how autism is his super blessing. And so I'll pop up some of... We'll do a flash round and I'll pop some of your comments up. But you say you were not trying to pay for his education is what his mom was told wow that that's like somebody actually said that's rude who who said that i saw that comment thank you to that particular commentator (laughs) somebody said try saying your mama i know whoever said this i don't know who it is because it says facebook user but it says try saying your mama didn't pay for your school how rude (laughs) i can imagine whoever's saying that that right that's not what any parent. I don't. Not any that I would know. Anyway, that would be trying to get over to get the education paid for, but you want to take care of your child and make sure the child has everything that the child needs. Right? Yes.
1: Wow. The children are, are present, not just our future. They are present.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. So let's go to some of the audience. Other audience comments. I see one from Doctor Lotus for Shay too. Oh, say somebody said, "Good morning, y'all." Good morning. Good morning. And I see you, Dennis Sprague, saying hashtag B1. I see you. I see you. And glad that you're over here with us today. Thank Let's you. Dr. <laughs> Lotus Roche says that is art that should continue to be taught. Cursive yes. writing helps people to use their creative side of their mind as well.
1: Yes. And I'm a creative genius. So thank you, Lotus.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's see. Any other comments come in? It's unfortunate. Another wonderful show with the incredible doc- balance, Doctor. Thank you, Dr. Lotus. Thank you. And I okay, see your you. other comment too. You said you said it's unfortunate that many people do not know how to even read cursive writing. <laughs> That's that is very concerning, too. It is I've heard this said before, and it's and so it makes me wonder why they can't read it. And mm. it's as simple as they're not being taught it. So that must be something in the brain that must be developed in her opinion. So this I, is-
1: I share her opinion.
0: Absolutely. we. I mean, I agree with you. And I'll put this link here too, in case I see you having to type paragraphs and stuff, feel free <laughs> to pop on the screen and any of you all in the studio audience, and I'll pull you from backstage if you have any question for our guest, Antonio Myers- many people are often afraid and believe to believe their child is autistic. I wonder why would a person be afraid to believe that their child is autistic from your perspective, Antonia?
1: Well, I have a tragic personal example. My family did not know I was autistic until I graduated from college. On my graduation day, they figured it out because of the, you know, when they would give awards, they would say, wow, this person has autism, or it could be Asperger's syndrome, or dyslexia, mm. but they did beat the odds, and they would give you the awards, and my family was like, wait, he's autistic? We didn't know, and my parents never told them. I always thought that they knew, because, you know, I thought they were, you know, a lot of older people, and they know things, but they don't right. really say it, because they don't want to be disrespectful, but they said, no, we did not legitimately, we did not know. They, they literally weren't joking. They had no clue. Is the point. Right. And I asked my parents, especially my dad, how come they never knew? Well, son, we just didn't want them to misjudge you. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, why surround me with people who could have been capable of judging me right. harshly? I think the shame was more on my parents' part because when my extended family found out, they did not treat me any differently. Besides, my family's filled with people on the spectrum, and they're not treated differently either.
0: So your, your parents were trying to shield you and protect you from what they thought could happen if family members that you would have to interact with frequently throughout your childhood would know. And in fact, the family that did find out, they didn't treat you bad. They embraced you more is what I'm hearing, right?
1: Right. They all know and they they don't think of me as deficient at all. In fact, I found it strange because they went to my high school graduation. I thought, okay, clearly we're at a special education as graduation. They were like, oh, we didn't know that meant you were I they just meant that there would
0: be some special education students graduating, but they didn't know you were the special education child, right?
1: Right. Exactly.
0: But when you talk about graduating, let's let's address this comment. Renita, it's a pleasure to have you here on the Kim Jacobs show today. Good morning. Hi, Venita. You said when I found that kids today don't learn to curse of right, I found that so sad. It is very sad. Very I had much to pull so. out. Yeah, I had to pull out some books. Some of those, I had to go to uh, books a million bookstores and stuff, and order some cursive writing tracing guides. And I was like, "This isn't. This is insane to me." <laughs> Let's see. Diane Fort is on today. Forte, Hi, it's a pleasure have you, Diane. I have a niece and a nephew that have autism. They both can't talk. He has no success with speech therapy. I In- want
1: I want to say that. There's a misconception in our society that there's a shortage of intelligence if you don't verbalize. You can be intelligent and not speak. They rely on their nonverbal body language um, to be their intelligence for them, that they can communicate. Wow.
0: You know what? I'm so glad you're here today talking about this because here's the thing you having autism yourself mm-hmm. and you being nonverbal for a few years of your own life in your younger years right you know that that clearly didn't have anything to do with your intellectual ab- ability absolutely and and i really do want people to know in middle school you were what you had a certain level that no people could can, can even touch your coattail What were you in middle school?
1: (laughs) In middle school, I was considered a polymath. A polymath is a person who is gifted in multiple arenas. So academic geniusness had that down pat. People skills off the charts. Star power, like the ability to light up a room, did that all the time. (laughs) And science and mathematics... I was usually the top student.
0: Absolutely. And then <laughs> not only in middle school, in high school, you were what?
1: The valedictorian.
0: That, that's unbelievable. So I mean, put some kind of heart, love, emojis. I cannot believe, you know, hats off to you, salute you, any kind of, <laughs> any, kind of any kind of emojis because this is like just incredible what this young man has been able to accomplish living with autism. I have autistic family members, Dr. Shea says, and it's important to advocate for them. What what ways do you think family members can advocate for those that are autistic in their families?
1: Research. Research. That's how I was able to get into the schools that I graduated from. And that means you may have to sacrifice some lunch breaks or some free time to laptop or phone, if there's internet on them, or you okay. know, making sure that you read like resources or directories. So, are you saying those. family
0: members provide the research and the and do the research and the resor- provide the resources, or are you saying the person that has autism?
1: Oh, the family has to provide the research part. And uh, to get to the resources or try to receive the resources.
0: Okay. To help your family. I'm trying to type what you're saying. Research and resources to help your family that have autism. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. That's a great word of advice for those of us that have family members that live with autism. Mm -hmm. Research and provide as many resources as you can to help them with what they're dealing with. And this is coming from Antonio Myers, who is a guest here today, talking about how autism is his super blessing. Listen, when we come back right after this commercial break, Mm -hmm. I would love to hear more about how you recovered from some of the trauma you experienced. Mm. Let's talk about that, okay? Okay. When we come right back, we'll be right back in a few moments.
2: It's not just another day, it's a brand new day, full of all the fun, love, and laughter you and your family create. Silver Shield Security understands feeling at home means feeling safe and happy. No credit checks, no contracts. We offer payment arrangements,
0: and we'll even give you a free door camera. Find out how we can brighten your day even more at silvershield-security.com. Silver Shield Security. All right, everyone, we're talking with Antonio Myers, and we're talking about how autism is actually his super blessing, and he has a whole unique approach to it that we're going to learn about in the second half. But I want to hear from you about some things that were really traumatizing to you as a young person and how you dealt with it and got past it. So talk to us.
1: Well, I come from a broken family, a dysfunctional household. So there was racism. We know what that means. Ableism means targeting someone because he either perceived they have disability or they actually have one. And um, wow. mental health challenges. And so I experienced every type of abuse you could think of to sum it up. And another thing I talked about in my book was. Because I was severely unprotected, I was forced to hustle narcotics and run numbers for lawbreakers. That's what I talk about in the book too. And I overcame those things through therapy, a weekend stay in a psychiatric institution, um, a life coaching, job coaching, career coaching, as well life skills uh, classes that I took in, in college. They would have those within the counseling center. Wow. And um, it was cathartic for me to write those parts of my life because I was able to process more of what happened and learn, and, you know, to learn more about my victims spirit. Right. And I was in a recovery center consulting with rehabilitation uh, specialists, as well as consulting with psychologists. So that's how I was able to do a lot of healing work. And I do healing work every day. And this is a part of it, you know, sharing the good news that autism is not a life sentence, nor a death sentence.
0: That's good. I'm really I'm really glad that you're you're that God sustained you and kept you enough to be able to have the ability to decipher and determine and distinguish between the trauma and the things that you were going through. But then being able to still be able to perform at a level where it took you from high middle school, high school. You also went on to college. Tell us about your college years. In college,
1: I graduated three and a half years. I was the first in my family to ever accomplish that feat. I had my own apartment by the time I was a senior year in high school. I was cooking and cleaning and ordering food, having positive company over at my own laundry, my own room, my own bathroom, television cable. I mean, I went to Italy where I saw Pope Francis in person speak. Good, good. I went to London, England, where actually my fond memory of the dearly departed Queen Elizabeth, I saw in person. She waved at me. I waved at her. her. She was riding through her chariot, and so that was a fond memory I have of her. So you've had some
0: really unique experiences, like stuff that people may never experience in their entire lifetime. You've had it in your autistic, super blessed life, right? Absolutely, positively. <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm so grateful to hear this. And so really, when you, when you have gone through some of the traumatic things that you've experienced, I see you, CTR Media Network. Speaking of which, The Kim Jacobs Show airs on CTR Media Network. And you can stream, see that streaming in over 200 million households and excited and honored to be able to have them on today. So make sure you all check out this broadcast right on CTRmedianetwork.com. Okay. All right. So stay connected. Also, how can people stay connected with you, Antonio?
1: Oh, um, at highly praiseworthy, grace, mayor, or lower case. <laughs> now for the his- listeners, for the podcast
0: listeners, highly Praiseworthy Grace Mayer. Okay, that's what he said because he said real fast. Okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> and my name, Antonio Myers, my birth name, I'm on the Wisdom app, I'm on the Clubhouse app, and I'm on Twitter. And on the Clubhouse app, every Monday through Friday on the House of Creativity, I do the autism news at about 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. In the morning EST, I do articles and I talk about things that happen on this from the Spectrum community. They have me represent my community on there on Clubhouse.
0: So, y'all make sure you check him out, Antonio Myers on Clubhouse and Twitter and the Wisdom app, all under his name, Antonio M Y E R S. And then on Instagram, he going off. So it's like, highly
1: praiseworthy, Grace Mayor. My, my name means highly praiseworthy, Grace Mayor. So I know, in Spanish. <laughs> I did research on that. I was going to tell you, please tell everybody what
0: your name means. So <laughs> that's why he has highly praiseworthy, Grace Mayor.
1: And now tell him again, what does Antonio mean? Antonio means highly praiseworthy in spanish yes and uh grace is ray in scottish yes grace means
0: grace in scottish and Myers means what in german mayor and okay okay i'm not trying to give you a quiz i saw that somewhere when i was researching you right Oh, i didn't even know that so basically you feel like you are a highly praiseworthy grace mayor
1: Yes, I learned it in therapy because my therapist said, you know, have you ever asked yourself what your identity means through your name? And it didn't cross my mind. And he said, let's do some research. Mm. And we figured out that despite what I've been through, I never stopped being highly praiseworthy. I never stopped being graceful. I never stopped having that mayoral spirit about myself.
0: Mm. And your (laughs) honors in academics, because I know we're going to shift to neurodiversity, in the second Mm -hmm. half, but in your academic world of going from middle school valedictorian, high school valedictorian, college graduate, and all of the different hats, a first time kind of college graduate (laughs) representing your family, you also had a former president sign off on something for you. Tell us about that.
1: Yes, I was such an academic wizard that on my honors, we were having a ceremony in Silver Spring, Maryland. And Barack Hussein Obama Jr. signed it while he was the first black president in office. And you were also a member of the DC State Rehabilitation Council, and Mayor Bowser signed off so I can officially be admitted.
0: Woohoo! So you've had some, again, some you've graced by the wave of Queen Elizabeth. And seriously, you know, we know that she's been laid to rest and her reign was the longest over 70 years It's an unbelievable amount of time for anyone to reign in one particular queendom. And so I'm I'm amazed. And so you've been (laughs) graced with her presence and then a former president, Barack Obama, and then Mayor Muriel Bowser signed off. You've had some pretty amazing things happen in your life, right? Uh,
1: yes, definitely.
0: <laughs> and oh, Dr. Peggy Johnson says, "Oh my goodness, I love the meaning of your name."
1: Thank you, Peggy. I appreciate <laughs> you.
0: And valedictorian, that's awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> what someone said. Another person
1: said, "Are you a Christian?" I I, um, I appreciate. Jesus very much because of my grandma, Claire.
0: <laughs> but she's like, you get on there, boy, and say you not know, you better watch your word in there. <laughs> so she's just <laughs> she's like, I know you, <laughs> that's the only time kind the of family will rise up on you if you say something opposite of what they want you to <laughs> So if y'all are watching and you're Antonio Myers' family and you're getting wind of this episode, you know, he... He already said that he answered his question, so y'all go on and give him some grace and mercy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Dr. Peggy Johnson also said that you are truly a phenomenal overcomer and survivor. And that I thank God for you sharing your story.
1: Uh Peggy, my heart warms. See, you're softening my heart. Aww. It's melting.
0: <laughs> so I'm so glad. You have my cheeks burning over here today, Antonio. Not too often do my cheeks burn like I'm at a wedding or <laughs> something big and celebratory, but I really feel like we are able to just celebrate your life and and what you're doing to have a living legacy here to help people change their thought process when it comes to Someone that lives with autism. So everybody, listen, we're going to take another commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to hear this young man's philosophy on neurodiversity. <laughs> That's the whole word I had to research and look up the definition of. So when we come back right after this commercial break. Antonio, you ready?
2: When someone has lost a loved one, they want to know what exactly happened. They want to know is the other person going to be held responsible and they want closure. At Hunter and we help clients that have lost a loved one move on and to do that with dignity and respect that they deserve.
0: We are back talking with Antonio Myers, and he is bringing balance to the world right here on the Kim Jacobs Show to talk about autism being his super blessing. And we want to hear from you. Well, first of all, let me say what neurodiversity, the book definition is, okay? Neurodiversity, according to harvard.edu, is described as the idea that people experience and interact with the world around them in many different ways. So there is no one right way of thinking, learning and behaving, and differences are not viewed as deficits. Wow. I mean, it's a whole page. I'll put that information. Correct.
1: In
2: <laughs>
0: but go ahead and let's talk from your perspective of what neurodiversity
1: means from an autism is my blessing. Okay. You know, with neurodiversity, I love using analogies, so I used this one. There's different flavors of ice cream. No one says, ah, you don't like my flavor of ice cream. And so you're Mm -hmm. a horrible human. Well, (laughs)
0: exactly. That would be crazy. (laughs) No, I I might be allergic to something in the ingredients. Ding, ding, (laughs)
1: ding. (laughs) And it's like I used to say there's different brains and no brain is bad all brains are good in their own uh magnificent way just because my brain thank you just because no brain just because all brains are diverse that doesn't mean that my brain's better than your brain or you know my brain's more good than your brain that's not how brains work we work them well by saying okay use my gift wisely to bless others because you can't be stingy what you've been blessed to have so dyslexic dyslexia is not bad autism is not bad um down syndrome is not bad they're all good because they all have gifts that can enhance the quality of everyone's life if we have the humility and gratitude to interpret it that way. That's right. I love it. You sure you aren't a Harvard professor yourself? I I, I, I have an inclination to eventually go to schools. I'm working toward it.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you really you, you sound very well-versed and well-spoken. Well, studied, and I would definitely attend your class for sure, Antonio Myers. Thank you, Kim. And yes.
1: I, I think you'd be the straight A honor valedictorian yourself.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no. I would not know valedictorian,
1: valedictorian
0: <laughs> and all of that. I was, I was like, okay. Don't, I, I was grateful. Now, don't get me wrong. I had a 3.8 GPA in my master's program and master's in MBA in business management. Oh, so my I did god. Yeah, so I did get a 3.8 there, but I was a little less than
1: a 3.0. I, I had a 3.85 when I graduated high school. And I had a 4.11 grade. So when he said 3.8, I was like, yes. 3.8
0: <laughs> back in, in my master's program. So uh, you know, I, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm excited about it and I'm quite proud of myself.
1: <laughs> and I'm proud of you with you. Oh thank <laughs> you
0: so much. So talk to us when you say neurodiversity and uh-huh. autism is your super blessing. You wrote a book and self publish. Yes. So talk to us about your book. Autism is my super blessing. Volume one, which means some future volumes are coming. My neurodiversity freedom narrative. Talk to us about this book and what you want readers to walk away with once they've read this narrative.
1: It's, it's on amazon.com and, um, what I want readers to walk away f- with it is look at people in a wheelchair or seeing eye dog or hearing aids or reading Braille and say, they can teach me wisdom. I can learn and grow from them. Don't look at them as, well, they are invalid or handicapped. Right. Look at them as, I, I should be doing life, The I should be doing the positive life together with them a life of integrity because it. thank you it's that 3d compassion because everybody wants to go oh you poor thing no 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 no. don't dehumanize a human right <laughs> look at them as wow they can bless me and i can bless we can bless each other and bless the world together so walk away with that
0: I love it. I love everything that you're training us on today. If we don't look, look beyond our differences and we decide that I am going to help this person, love on this person, be kind to this person, embrace this person, regardless of what special needs they have, the right. world must be a significantly better place. So I'm really glad that we have Antonio Myers. Uh, worthy of, what is it called? I want to make sure I say
1: that. Highly praiseworthy.
0: Yes. Highly praiseworthy is his name. When it breaks down into different Spanish and Greek and German meeting meanings, it's highly praiseworthy grace mayor. Right. what it means. And so that's where he wants you to follow him on Instagram. Okay. At, uh, at highly praiseworthy grace mayor. And then in all other social media apps, Wisdom app, clubhouse app, and Twitter is his name, Antonio Myers. Wow, okay. I, I I think that this book is gonna be a game changer for so many people. We put the link here for you to be able to know exactly where to go on Amazon. Yes, Lillian, he is an amazing young man. Go ahead and make your point, Antonio.
1: Well, thank you, Lillian. I appreciate the compliment. And I wanted to say that that is my high school valedictorian photo that I put on the front. I had to make my statement. <laughs>
0: that is wonderful. Now, why? Why did you put that particular picture to make a statement, and what statement was it that you were trying to make?
1: Because so many people think if you're uh, if you're autistic, you can't graduate, you can't walk, you can't talk. These are things I was told by the experts. So I said, this is my way of Humbly proving them wrong because hmm. they'll say you can't live on your own, you can't balance a checkbook, you, you know, you can't. Julie can
0: write in cursive.
1: <laughs> thank you, and that, and that you can't do anything successful, and those are all fabrications. Hmm. And I said, no, I'm gonna use this photo to awaken the masses in their consciousness, like. um, Just because society wants to say that we're insufficient. Right. We are are sufficient and then some.
0: (laughs) I am so glad. I'm looking at all of this stuff that you have going on and I am so impressed. It's, It's unbelievable. As anybody reads up on this young man, your life can't help but be better. So super glad to have you here with us today you're an amazing young man and i can't wait for everybody to get this book autism is my super blessing my new road diversity freedom narrative now you have a lot of advocacy efforts and things that you really focus on from an advocacy perspective talk to us about those initiatives
1: well i my book is the start, and i'm a part of the nash down syndrome Society. Where um, we help with uh, legislative efforts, wow. and so I and that Down syndrome is near and dear to my heart because I had classmates who they had to crawl to class, they had to be wheelchair everywhere, and I would wheelchair them up and down stairs, and I had to wheelchair them on ele- into elevators, and there are times where we would talk and beatbox and sing so they could feel better about traveling in a wheelchair. And there are times their teachers would come to me saying, how do I know if a student is hungry? And I'm like, oh, they just do this, rub their belly. Or thirsty means, you know, the drinking motion, or tired means, you know, like that.
0: So it was just a matter of literally trying to learn some of the basic communication structure that they were trying to say this is what i need but you're not may not be paying attention enough to even catch catch the signal is what i'm hearing right wow
1: and so i knew how to commit some of my classmates were considered mute, but i could read lips very well and i helped the teachers to pay attention to their mouth movements so there are times where they would tell a joke but no but the people are like "Why you're laughing but i'm not hearing anything this was in school. I'm like, no, read their lips. They're cracking a joke right now. And then they'll go, oh, my God, that's funny. That's what happened.
0: You know what? Oh, my goodness. Okay, Antonio. <laughs> I have, I have my, one's my son, I have five children, but one of my children transitioned from this earth. His name is Gabriel. And you you remind me a lot of how he went to extremes when he was on this earth. At 12 years old, he passed away. My and condolences
1: then, for me to you. you.
0: And he did random acts of kindness, but he, more importantly, he was known as Guardian Gabe at his middle school. And so he would be like wow. the mediator for the people that were being bullied, that were doing the bullying, and those that were being bullied. And he would make kind of like in, mediate a conversation and help them determine how can we get on the same page here because you know this person shouldn't be getting bullied and you shouldn't be doing the bullying. So how did, and then the people would kind of become friends. And I found that out from the actual students. They were like, he was my guardian angel. He helped save me from some really tight squeezes. And, and he actually learned, he mm. self-taught himself sign yeah. language to communicate with a young man that couldn't hear. And so mm. when he came to school, nobody would communicate with them that much because they didn't know how to. So Gabriel self-taught himself sign language.
1: To right, be able
0: to communicate.
1: Wow, he that was definitely me in middle school. I was known as the peacemaker, the principal <laughs> would come get me to mediate conflicts. Aww.
0: So, you had a peacemaker in middle school. Look yes. at that. God, I just believe, has like just special crowns and jewels. I don't know if it's just a bunch of crown jewels in one crown, or if you're gonna just have oh, here, I have too many crowns that I cannot. I cannot possibly bear them all. So I will share my crowns with all of you. I don't know. Nothing <laughs> for you, Antonio, but I can imagine it is something tremendously great. And I'm excited about it.
1: And yeah, you know, th- th- thank you, Kim. Thank you for um, seeing me as blessed by God. It warms my heart. It does. Well, more questions are coming
0: in too. Are there any recommendations for specific medical communities that offer outreach resources to help families walk through getting this type of need met? Thank you, and I'll listen for your response. Lillian asked that question.
1: Hmm. Well, there are um, children's doctors. They're the go-to because they can special, they, because they have to know about autism as a part of their um, graduate school training. So there's children's doctors that um, definitely know neurotypical kids and kids with autism, neurotypical means you're not labeled with anything. So I say children's doctors. And then I would say um, that there are specialists um, who have been trained to know the difference between disability and medicine. So like there's some psychiatrists that, Definitely are good for this as well.
0: I'm grateful that you asked that question, Lillian. And I can tell you that in definitely in the medical field, there are specialized physicians for each type of disability that exists or some type of uh, training that's specific to their area. So if you research in your community the different physicians or medical professionals that focus and have resources available for your specific request... They, they will pop up. I have three children that have cystic fibrosis, for example. So I wouldn't take them to an orthopedic physician. I would take them to a pulmonologist in, in this case, and it's at the specialty center. And that's who they exclusively see regarding their lungs. And so mm. definitely when it comes to autism, there may be like a specific skill set of medical professionals in your area. I hope that answers the questions. As best as we can. Anyway, we're not medical profession. We just talk, having a conversation here about his uh, autism. So we're doing our best to have talk. Okay. Oh my <laughs> God. Any other questions? If you have more questions, please type them. Wow, he's an amazing young man. Yes, uh, Ms. Wright said he's an amazing young man. Thank you. Thank you, so you
1: Lillian.
0: Just jumping on, can anyone speak about how families can overcome the stigma of properly diagnosing little black boys, male Ooh. children with autism? Oh, I love that question. Any thoughts on that?
1: Yes. Um, we're more diagnosed than not. Uh, white boys, just to be frank here. Um, they're so quick to diagnose us because um, they're not used to seeing black boys being positive. So they tend to over-diagnose. Hmm. And um, boys are more diagnosed with autism than girls. So I went to schools that were predominantly male than predominantly female. But with little black boys, that they're, they're, the medical professionals are more into Ritalin and all kinds of psychiatric medications instead of understanding there's a difference between excessive hyperactivity and typical normal child hyperactivity. They want to punish children for being children.
2: Hmm. And so
1: being a black was already tough enough. And then you got professionals. a lot of them don't believe in us. It makes being black boy that much more excruciating.
0: Oh my gosh. So you you have to go, you have to go to every conference and and demand to be on the program. Or if you need a recommendation to be on the program, please let me know. I'll be honored to write a letter to say that you should definitely be on any type of platforms that advocate for autism and Down syndrome, since that's a passion of yours. And I was looking here at the, there's African autism and African American children study. And it says that black children with autism spectrum disorder were diagnosed an average of more than three years after their parents expressed concerns about their development so the parents expressed concerns mm-hmm. and then they weren't diagnosed according to this particular study until three years after the parents had expressed the concerns these delays are believed and this is a quote from john n constantino md he says these delays are believed to play a significant role in, in even more serious health disparity which involves the proportion of children with autism who additionally are affected by intellectual disability, author John N. Constantino, director of the Intellectual and Development Disabilities Research Center in Washington University, said on a video abstract. So it's it's a whole study here. And I'll put this... Wow, okay. Yeah, it says, uh, wow, 47% of Black children with autism had intellectual disability compared to 27% of white children. And it's a long study. So I'm just going to put this in the comment section for you, Lillian, and see if you want to be able to research that even further. Okay. Cause that's an amazing abstract yeah. that's been provided. All right. So we've talked about a lot of things. What do you do for fun? And what's like a fun fact that people wouldn't know about you, Antonia?
1: i like to dance oh do you
0: (laughs) so what kind of music do you like to dance to
1: pop rock heavy metal you got moves
0: you got some moves
1: i do (laughs) get on the good foot and i and i twerk as well
2: oh
0: okay okay so you know how to get it really young. like hey hey yes <laughs> i don't know how to do no twerking and stuff. I, I I, do the same move i've ever done when i was in um i was like hey you know like you when you when you had a dance and you when i was younger in college and stuff i would go and i would do the same move, be like you know just that dance. <laughs> and then every once in a while i go old school you know, <laughs> you're like <laughs>
1: the saucer, do the shimmy, yeah, and the rock. I know the, those, the, that's about the, it. The, the two step and the slide to your eyes, crisscross. So what's your cha-cha. favorite
0: dance? What's your favorite dance, Antonia? The,
1: the cha cha
0: slide, it is cha cha slide. Okay, is that like the electric slide?
1: Yeah, because
0: I went somewhere <laughs> recently and they were doing a. they were doing the um. It looked like the electric slide, but then they took a back step and they didn't. Yeah, how low can you slide. go?
1: Can't get huh? out low. Can you bring it to the top? If you never, never stop, that's the cha-cha slide. Oh, okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, Everybody, know. clap your hands and they clap their hands. Oh. <laughs>
2: Right. I know that, I
1: know that one, right. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, I
2: got
0: it, I got it. I might step on your toes, but I got
2: it. <laughs> you like,
0: I know the electric slide, dun, 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 and then back, 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 and then lean forward and lean back, and then turn your leg and turn to the Crush side. Cross your leg. legs, and
1: then do the rock to the back,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I'll be done banging somebody in the forehead. Like, Girl, you're
1: supposed to be moving it that the
0: Oh my goodness. It has been such a privilege to speak with you today. Everyone that's watching, make sure you know that we want you to get a copy of Antonio Meyer's book, Autism is My Super Blessing and My Neurodiversity Freedom Narrative. When you say super blessing, because we have a few more minutes, I just want to find out why are you specifically saying super blessing? What makes autism from your perspective a super blessing?
1: You know the word superpower. i i I say that um it is rewarding okay and that's what blessing means to me rewarding so i said hmm. let me use the word people i don't think have heard so i say super blessing to make people go wow i really want to learn more about this oh wow what a extraordinarily excellent way to frame autism it's a super blessing so now we think of blessing you go autism yay
0: oh so that's awesome so here's the thing whenever you think of someone that has autism someone that has down syndrome someone that has cystic fibrosis like three of my children or someone that has any disability that we may not have even named today just think about them and be like what a super blessing They are to this world. And let's go to the extremes to get to know how we can pull that super blessing out of them.
1: Right. I love it. Yes. And to show it to the world so people's hearts can be transformed for the better.
0: Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And what's next for you, Antonio?
1: Well, to continue to be my super blessing self to families and to continue to show them that autism is awesome. Autism
0: is awesome. It's not something that has to be a down and out situation. Just make it an awesome situation and work with those family members and friends that you have and pull mm-hmm. out their superpowers, their super blessings. I'm so happy I tuned in, Vanita said. This was so amazing. Thank you, Venita. Thank you so much for tuning in. And listen, make sure you all take a moment so that you don't ever miss any episode, no matter where we are. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to The Kim Jacobs Show. Turn your notification bell to the all. And guess what? When we go live on any platforms that we're on, you will receive a notification that we're live. And if you're ever interested in starting your own show from scratch, visit KimJacobsConsulting.com. I work with you one-on-one for six weeks. And during that time, I train you how to have your own show, but then you own the content to your show as well. And it is absolutely amazing. Speaking of which, you have a show. Tell everybody about your
1: show. Before I do, I want to say that I'm living, breathing, walking, talking miracle. And this living, breathing, walking, talking miracle has its own podcast called Tonio Time Daily on Apple Podcasts. And I must admit, it's for a mature audience because my brain is edgy. But yes, I speak the truth in love.
0: Okay, okay. And let me make sure where do we have that? Oh, here we go Tonio Time Daily daily. Yeah,
1: I'm also on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio too.
0: So make sure I'm going to pop that up here for you guys. And thank you, Mackenzie, backstage. Tonio Time Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and some of those downloadable formats that you can take the edgy the edgy version of Antonio. Uh, he said it's kind of sketchy and edgy. I don't know what he's there talking about, but we're going to pray for him, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let him have a good time over there and use his super blessing to bless you on his podcast, Tonio Time Daily. Check him out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you to CTR Media Network. I just got word to that we are ranked in the top 10 podcasts on CTR Media Network. Yeah, so the Kim Jacob Show is one of the top 10 ranked podcasts and we appreciate the opportunity to stream on your platform. All right, everybody, that's today's episode of the Kim Jacobs Show. And we will see you again soon. Thank you, Antonio.
1: Thank you, Kim.
0: All right, everybody. Have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. I'm Kim Jacobs, host of The Kim Jacobs Show, where we're bringing balance to the world one household at a time. Listen, we go live every weekday, Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I bring guests on that talk about their backstories, Things that they've had to overcome to become who they are today. Many of them are balancing and juggling life and they've become experts in different fields. So they're sharing tips with you to make your life just a little bit easier. Many times as a guest in the studio audience, you'll get a chance to walk away with a missing Thank piece you, of little puzzle that might be missing in your life. Let's go on this journey together and I look forward to seeing you Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Kim Jacobs Show.